What is up, everybody? Thank you for joining me on the Christian Universe Podcast. This is episode nine. And in this episode, I will be talking about the fruits of the spirit. Have a few questions that at the end of this podcast, I would hope you guys could understand, have a better understanding and be able to answer if anyone is to ever ask. First off, the first question would be, what are the fruits of the spirit? Then the next question would be, why do Christians or why do we need the fruit of the spirit? Thirdly, how do we acquire said fruits of the spirit? And last but not least, definitely not least, why does it matter that we have the fruit of the spirit? So let's start off with the fruits of the spirit. Like, what are they? If you read Galatians 22 verses, I mean, Galatians 5 verses 22 to 23, it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control against such things. There is no law. So it's safe to say that there are nine fruits of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But let's break them down. Let's start off with love, which is the head of the list. Love is the most important of the nine. Because without it, our good works have no use on earth. Not only that, but God is love. So, the question is arised, why do we need the others if love is the most important of the nine? Right? And without it, the good works that we do here on earth are no use or useless. Well, let's talk about it. First off, joy, which is the second one, It goes deeply than merely happiness, at least as we see it here on earth. It comes from the radiance, the brightness of God himself. In such presence, we can experience comfort during trials, as mentioned in Psalms 94 to 19, where it says, when anxiety has great was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. And consolation just is another word for your presence brought me joy. Okay, but let's go on to peace because peace and joy, they go hand in hand with each other. Peace extends to others and our inner selves. With it, we have comfort in knowing God can heal this broken world. So, love, joy, and peace appear to go to each other, go with each other. It shows our relationship with God, and when we spend time with God, we are full of love, full of heavenly joy, not earthly joy, and we're full of heavenly peace. And you'll under I, that's not what the 
That's not what I have here in my notes. But if you listen to Blessed Are the Peacemakers, you'll understand why I say heavenly peace and not earthly peace. So the next three are basically lumped into a triad, which is patience, kindness, and goodness. Those are the next three. These especially manifest themselves in our relationship with others. Opposing to the first first three which show our relationship with God, these show our relationship with others. Instead of choosing to revoke or choosing to retaliate, we endure suffering and choose to love others. We refuse to add to the fire of antagonism. Patience, it pretty much says it. Be patient. Take your time with the person. Kindness, show them that you care. Goodness, that one's kind of self-explanatory too. Do something out of the goodness of your heart, not out of um, your own self-gain. So, we've done six so far, which is love, joy, peace, then we did another three with just now where it's patience, kindness, and goodness. Now we're on to the last three. Greatness, I mean gentleness, faithful, and self-control, which, which refers to how we handle opposition. When we face temptation or people who attempt to sway us from the righteous living of Christ, we learn to lean on these three virtues gentleness faithfulness and self-control so why are they called fruit of the spirit instead of fruits of the spirit because that's nine things that I called off as Christians we may be tempted to focus on one fruit at a time like today I'll practice patience but tomorrow I'll practice self-control but the Holy Spirit doesn't work like that, and neither do the fruits. We will submit fully to God and allow Him to transform us. All of this fruit should appear in our lives. And we are more patient with our dealings with others. Joy fills us more. Our exercise, We exercise self-control, and so on and so forth. So I like to say, you can't say you love someone but you don't but you're not kind you can't say that you are kind if you don't know how to control yourself you can't say that you're faithful to god when you have no patience and as you really start to think about it and read the bible you start to realize how much that makes sense and i'm not going to go into how much it makes sense in this episode but I do encourage you guys to go check it, check out the Bible, especially the whole Bible, because a lot of this stuff will make sense or you'll get a, oh, wow, that's what he was talking about. An epiphany. That's the word I was looking for. And you'll realize exactly what this is saying. Okay. So why do us as Christians need the fruits of the spirit well according to matthew 20 21 verses 18 to 22 it says 
Early in the morning, as Jesus was on his back into the city, he was hungry. Seeing a fig tree, he went up to it, but found nothing on it except leaves. He said, May you never bear fruit again. Immediately the tree withered. When the disciples saw this, they were amazed. How did the fig tree wither so quickly? They asked. Jesus replied, Truthfully, I tell you, if you have no faith, but do not, if you have faith, but do not doubt, not only will you do what was done to the, not only will you do what was done to the fig tree, but also you can move a mountain. Throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Okay, so this is where the saying of a lot of people is, um, you just have to have faith as little as a mustard seed. If you have ever seen a mustard seed, wow, you got some good eyesight, first of all, because them things is small. So just a little faith and you can move mountains. So basically what... What Christ is saying here as to why we need the fruit of the Spirit is because without the Spirit, we are nothing. As it says, um, as it says, when Jesus found the fig tree with no fruit, he cursed it. Later that day, the tree had withered and died. It may have seemed like an extreme reaction from Jesus since it's just fig. They probably weren't and do what he did to the fig tree, but they will be able to move mountains. So, can we walk with God? We know all about the clique, Christians as we like to call it. You can talk the talk, but can you walk the walk? Can you walk with God. Jesus calls us to do more than just proclaim ourselves to be Christians. Many Christians will stop after they say a sinner's prayer. They all they often forget that committing your life to Christ or Jesus requires a full life commitment. When we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we have to allow him to change areas of our lives that do not reflect from us and from our world how great he is. He must purge us of selfishness, impatience, unkindness, and so on and so forth. So basically, God just has to come into our hearts and un and undo or purge us of the opposites of the fruit of the Spirit. So everything unlike Him, so the opposite of love is hate. The opposite of joy is sadness. The opposite of peace is confusion. The opposite of goodness is evil. The opposite of faithfulness is having no faith. The opposite of self-control is being controlled by someone else. That's why um, a lot of people say, 
I can't control it. I'm just angry. When you allow someone else to get you angry, you give that person control over you. But that's a different topic. I'm not even going to talk about anger because, whew, stay here all day with that. Y'all would be listening to me all day. And I'd probably still be repeating exactly what I said. All right? So, what happens when we lack fruit? We become susceptible. We become successful. Susceptible. There we go. Susceptible of to the devil's lies and schemes. After all, if we don't spend time with God, we'll forget what He's like or why we should care about His plan for us. Don't display Christ. We won't display Christ correctly to the world. Many times, non-Christians would, avo- would avoid asking questions about the Christian faith, mainly because they've encountered believers who lack fruit. All right, now. All right, now. All right. Um, I don't know. Do I really want to go into this? You know what? Forget it. God, God put it on my heart. I might step on some toes, but... And I'm stepping on my own toes, too, because I find myself doing this, too. It says, believers who are rude, mean, selfish, or lacking of any fruit of the Spirit can deter people who may have otherwise investigated Christianity more. Now, I'm going to give you guys an example real quick. At my old church in Shiloh, in New York, to be more exact, Shiloh Seventh-day Adventist church there was this guy and I distinctly remember because me myself I looked at him with scorn he was on his way I don't remember where he said he was on his way somewhere and he was wearing a ski jacket ski pants when we went downstairs and he was leaving after church he had his ski gear with him ski goggles and his head the beanie he had the full set And he was welcomed into the church. And you know, they welcomed him, quote unquote. But I guarantee you, as 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 did I, they the people around him spoke about him. The people after church spoke about him. As a matter of fact, I wanted to get his name. And stuff, but he was gone by the time church was over, and maybe he had something to do. But me personally, I feel that he was like, I don't ever want to come back here because they're not treating me well, they're not treating me with respect. And that's something that we have to be mindful of. Um, I was watching this show the other day and it said, and the guy was telling his wife, you can come off very harsh because you're very outspoken. And he had to correct himself because it's a married couple. And he was like, no, I love you for that. But you have to be mindful of others' feelings. Now, I said in Power of the Tongue, that um, episode Power of the Tongue, that sometimes you have to tell the truth no matter how harsh it is. And that is true. And I also said in that, that if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Because most negative 
is always, well, not always, but majority of the time it is a lie. All right, let's not stick too much on that. When we lack fruit, we also fall into sin and temptation more. Okay, now we attacking me. Shoot, we're off the church people, we attacking me personally. We're attacking me. There are fruit of the spirit of the flesh. Not sorry, not fruit of the spirit, fruit of the flesh, AKA sin. Just as well as there is fruit of the spirit. There we go. But we need to avoid the former flesh, the former sin, okay? At all costs. Alright, so maybe you haven't gotten the answer as to why Christians need the fruit. Because as my friend loves to say, we can be alive, but we can also be dead. Basically put, we are alive but dead. Meaning that, you know, we live, we breathe, we talk, we smile, we laugh, we travel the world, all of this stuff. But with God, we have no relation. With God, we are dead. But we can be alive in when it comes to worldly standards of breathing, being able to walk around and stuff, and be alive in the spirit. And I, go, and I don't know about you, but that's what I want to achieve. I want to achieve that. And when you have that, now I don't know if this is true, so don't take my word for it. Don't, don't go to court and say Kareem said this and it is the gospel truth but I personally feel that if you live a life where you are both alive according to worldly standards quote unquote where you breathe air and you are alive between God's standards of having the fruits of the spirit as we just learned then it is possible for you to be dead, but yet alive. All right. See, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, de- I'm a detour a little bit. I'm gonna take you on a detour, but we are gonna get back on track in a few. Cause once I finish this, we hopping on to how do we acquire fruit of the spirit. But before we hop into that, let me just say this: that a lot of times we feel like. After death, that's it. But if you are spiritually in Christ, if you are spiritually alive, as I just now said, we will be risen again to live in glory with God. (laughs) Amen. Amen. And that's where salvation comes in. That's where God's saving grace comes in. All right. I'm getting a little excited because, shoot, I'm saved. I don't know about you, but I know I'm saved. And I pray to God that you are saved as well. That you would allow him into your life to be saved. So that's why I say you can be dead to the world. 
to where you're not breathing, you're not walking around on these, on this earth, on the concrete, or on the sand, or in the grass, you're not walking, but when Christ put in his second appearance, when Christ comes back for his people, golly, I'm getting loud, <sighs> when Christ comes back for his people, you getting up, and you know the Bible says, the dead in Christ shall rise first. And those who remain shall be caught up. Hey, okay. All right. But now that we have answered the questions of what are the fruit of the Spirit and why do Christians need fruit? Let's talk about how we acquire the fruit of the Spirit. Okay? First things first, Christians often have this misconception that they have to earn the fruit of the Spirit. Maybe they may have to give more time spending at the church. Or maybe they need to spend more time doing community service. And then they feel that they have learned patience or gentleness or goodness. But the sad truth is, this is simply not the case. You got to do more. We must first go to God. First things first, spend more time with him. Um, real quick plug. At the time of this episode, which is gonna be February 23rd last week which was the fe February 19th that Saturday I did an episode about being it's something some getting to know God by reading the Bible and there we talked about spending time with God and basically spending time with God it's just diving in his word, praying to him when you don't understand something, praying to him in a situation, praising him like that song, like that, like that tune that I just now hit about caught up. Yeah, that right there is actually a song and it talks about being saved, salvation, Jesus coming back. About <laughs> anyways, TikTok reference if you didn't get that, but anyways, um, yeah, so we got to spend time with him, we got to analyze scripture and learn about our creator. We'll see his love, joy, peace, etc. We'll see the fruits of the spirit and how he has blessed us. So when we do so, we not we cannot help but love others. Right? We cannot help but exercise faithfulness. Not because after you read the Bible you'll be controlled, but because we see how good of a God, good of a God God is. I know, right? I know, right? We will allow that good God 
we will allow God to come within us to change us from the inside out. Not from the not the other way around, not the outside in, from the inside out. And let me make sure to get this clear because a lot of us were really good at putting out a front for the outside. Right? We're really good at that. Like our neighbors would be like, oh wow, they must be good Christians. I see them going out here every Saturday. I see them in their nice suit, in their nice dress. Not no wedding tux, so they must be going to church. Oh, I hear them every, I see them every Saturday afternoon with their church coming around, handing out flyers. So there you go. On the outside, you forgot. But what you doing at what you doing in the clo behind closed doors? Are you abusing your husband? Are you abusing your wife? Are you in here watching pornography? A part of sexual immorality? What you in here doing when no one else is looking? And I struggle with it too. Now I'm not saying that I only show on the outside because I'm I'm letting God work on me inside, so I can see my own change from the inside out. Cause it, I people have come up to me and said, "Wow, you have changed." And for me, because it's such a slow process, I'm like, "What are you talking about? I'm the same kid." But when I pull up a photo from two years, three years ago, I'm like, that kid would have never done something like this. This podcast, this has been something in the making from 2020. This is 2022. But 2018, Kareem, 2015, Kareem, would have never thought to start a podcast. Not even 2019 Kareem would have thought to start a podcast. Why? Because he wasn't grounded in Christ that way. Now, it wasn't my parents' fault. Because my mom, bless her soul. Nah, she's not dead. She's here with me. She's hanging out with me. Y'all heard her last week. She is grounded in Christ. Like, to the point where I used to be like, Ma, can you leave me alone with all this Jesus stuff? But now, Christ has opened me to the point where I'm like, Ma, check out what Jesus is doing. Alright? But, shoot, I went, I went left. Alright, let's, let's turn right real quick. So first we got to spend time with God and we got to go to God. Second, we got to surrender ourselves to him. Got to let him in so that he can change us from inside out. Even if we have made a long, a lifelong commitment with him before now, we need to surrender ourselves to him daily. 
I like this song and it in one of the lines I can't say verses one of the lines says I thought following you meant I only had to say yes once but that's not the case I gotta say yes every day we just read it we may have already made that long that lifelong commitment but we gotta say yes daily so this means allowing him to transform us even when it hurts Christians must stop trying to polish up their lives before submitting to the spirit some churches don't accept you if you don't have the same grounds as they have with Christ but that's not what Christ asks us to do Christ didn't ask us to fix anyone that's that's Christ's that's God's job that's Christ's job that's Jesus's job our job is to be there for the person if they have any questions to help them in their spiritual journey if things get tough to give them moral support because they have spiritual support I talked about this in I think episode 5 we call him the comforter Christ sent him the day he left the day he left Christ said yo I'm sending you guys down a man's now he's not a real man he is spirit but said I'm sending you down somebody that will comfort you we call him the Holy Spirit and we've also just learned that he is also the fruits of the Spirit which leads straight into this trying to grow fruit without the Holy Spirit is just like trying to grow fruit on an unrooted tree on on an uprooted tree. Sorry, not an unrooted tree. An uprooted tree. So it's like trying to grow an orange orange off of a tree that's not even planted in the ground. It's not planted in any dirt. It's not being watered. The roots is hanging out. You holding it in your hand and you waiting for this orange to grow. Ain't Jack coming off that tree. Excuse my language. Nothing coming off that tree. So, we need the Holy Spirit to water us and sustain us before we can actually start producing fruit. Producing the fruits of the Spirit. Alright, now, the ultimate question, the biggest question of all if you don't take anything else from this, I really hope you take the beginning of what the fruits of the Spirit is and this last part. Why do the fruits of the Spirit matter? First things first, Christians don't always succeed at growing fruit. Alright? We stumble into sin and lose sight of the character of Christ in our actions. However, and that's one thing I love about God. There's always a however, okay? That's one thing you're going to learn about God. However, is something that's pretty common when it comes to God. 
However, we should be seeing a steady growth. When we will look back on our formative Christian years, we should see how we've been, how we've grown to be more patient, be more kind, be more joyful, be more loving, be more peaceful, be more faithful, be more gentle, and be more self-control. Oh, almost forgot. We've been more good. If you see a lack of growth, then it just means that you need to spend more time with God and you need to seek him earnestly. Many don't know Christians. Many people don't know Christians by their love. The Christians of the early church managed to convert so many to the faith because of their kindness. They loved the unloved, cared for the marginalized, right? That's, that's an awful, uh, marginalized, the people that were basically cast out. And they emulated Jesus. Others saw Jesus in them and wanted to have that same hope, that same joy, and the same peace that they experienced as believers. As believers, we want non-believers to see the same in us. We do so by, by spending more time with God. Thing is, you can never get tired of spending time with God. And I promise you, unlike humans, unlike me, unlike my mom, unlike my dad, unlike my brothers, my sisters, unlike my family, Unlike the people that I love, God will never, ever get tired of you. Never get tired of hearing you, spending time with you. So, why does it matter? To help others. Shoot, that was Christ's whole mission when he came down here to help others. Like that last part said, others saw Jesus in them and wanted the same hope, wanted the same joy, wanted the same peace. Now I'm going to add on a couple more. Wanted the same love. They wanted the same patience that they had experienced through the lives of those people, 
of the Christians, of the Adventists, of the believers of Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. All right, guys. <laughs> I know, right? That was a that was a cold switch, right? Cold switch had some slow, intense moments, but this brings me to the end of this podcast episode, Fruit of the Spirit. All right. Now this will be posted on YouTube, but I really want you guys. This will be posted on. Spotify and all that, but I really want you guys to check out the YouTube channel. Now leave a link down below for it because on February, um, what date was February? Basically the second week in February, February 5th or 12th, sorry, the first week in February, on February 5th, I began a live stream about steps to Christian maturity. It's mainly gauged to people that have all that already started to build a relationship or have a belief in him and just are trying to build on that relationship with him. But people that don't believe in him can also come listen, check it out and get a belief, get an understanding, a point of view of it, of Christ. So I hope you guys will go check it out. It's the same name, Christian Universe Podcast. I'm sure a few of them will pop up. Leave me a comment. Let me know where you came from. You know, if you came from over here, let me know. And as always, peace and love. You guys have a great, great day. Great rest of your week. A great life.